Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in everyday life. Hello there, and welcome to Spirit School of Ministry and our podcast here today. Uh, I'm Pastor Bob. This is Liz Jones, and this is Jerabai Tasco. And Jerabai's joining us. So we're doing kind of a continuation of what we did yesterday on Time Alone with God, which is a real fantastic, actually, subject because it it should affect everybody um and it and if it does if, if you actually grab a hold of some of the things we're talking about it can change your life it can change the way you are with god and the way you are with people mm-hmm. and so we were discussing this uh prior to our podcast and just d- different ideas and things and how god's affected us because this is real this is in our lives and i you know something that's on my heart is to let you know that we don't have all the answers and we're not, uh, you know, we, we're not presenting ourselves like we got it all and we do this perfect because that's just ridiculous. It's, it doesn't work that right. way. But we're sharing our lives with you so that possibly uh, you will glean something from that and it will help you. So we're having this discussion and part of the discussion starts with um, I brought up a, 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 something God put on my heart a long time ago mm-hmm. um, about time alone with God. And when I think of it now, I always think of Jesus, that's a good thing, and his time alone with God. It's kind of God, time alone with God kind of thing. And um, my attention was drawn to the Mount of Olives and everything that surrounds all that. Well, that thing, that Mount of Olives has a history, and that history goes back to the Old Testament. And lots of things have happened in and around the Mount of Olives, things where people went there for prayer, went there, you know, King David went there when Absalom basically did his overthrow and it was a place he resorted to and it's interesting to me because i believe this was part of king david's like his mode of operation in his life and i think it shows in his songs yeah and is you know this tremendous revelation about god and i don't think that happens just by accident i think it takes intentional time what do you guys think mm-hmm. about that about i mean hey you know you're, you're all very much worship leaders, worship people, and here's this worship guy, and he's <laughs> got this tremendous revelation, and I wonder, where did it come from? Yeah. Well, I think that's one of, if David, you know, David, he's an interesting guy. He has yeah. a lot of um, mistakes, big mistakes that affected a lot of people. The one, I believe, the one thing that he had going for him that kept his life like no other thing was he learned, I believe, from a young age how to spend time with the Lord, right? We see that from when he was a shepherd out taking care of sheep, out by himself, (laughs) maybe not the most loved member even of his family. and But he developed that relationship with the Lord that he continued throughout his entire life, whether it was Mm -hmm. in his great moments or whether it was in his after his worst mistakes, that I believe was the the most critical, essential thing that he developed that kept his life. Yeah. You know, and that's um, we can go, we can do a lot of things, we can make a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. we can have a lot of victories, um, but if we don't develop that one place in our life, none of that really matters. Yeah, I hear you. Know? You. you know, it's it's interesting when you bring that up. Because something we were discussing earlier yesterday, actually, on the mm-hmm. podcast, and that was, you know, what, like, kind of what keeps you away from your time alone with God? Like, what mm-hmm. can, you know, what can make you feel like, well, I'm not worthy to go do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, 
you know, I'm not clean enough. And meanwhile, David, right. you know, I mean, yeah. God looks at him as a man after his heart, his right. own heart. I mean, he was. Right. And he had all this baggage mm-hmm. <laughs> that came with it. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, one question is, you know, like for you, Jerob, I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because I know you're almost holy. <laughs> but but I'm sure there's times when, you know, you don't feel up to going before God. That's a hard, t- that's a tough thing. It's a reality that sure. I think if you want to be really weird religious, like, no, I just cleanse myself and everything is perfect. No, there's, you know, mental things that go through our brains that can keep us from time with him. Absolutely. And I mean, intimate, true time. And so how do you deal with that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there's plenty of times where I know I need to go before the Lord, but I wrestle with doing that. I know all things are open before him. You know, that's how I, my dirt, my greatness, whatever I am is always exposed to him. So knowing that, you know, I walk around knowing that like God's omnipresent. He sees all things. He's omniscient. He knows all things, but you know, I think I can hide something from him. So it's just this this silly game, right? And after I wrestle with that for a few minutes, I finally surrender and go, okay, here's the deal. I shouldn't have had this attitude. And usually I know immediately, like I have an attitude right now. I have an issue with this person or I have an issue with this thing or things aren't going the way I'd like them to go. And I'm, I'm in a mood about it, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's always faithful to be there. I know he's there and I can discuss it with him. And after a while, I kind of feel the tug, you know, where the Lord's like, are you going to set that down or are you going to keep walking with that? Because <laughs> you know what happens if you keep walking with it? You know, eventually it's going to get heavy. Yeah. Right. And it can get so heavy to where you're going to want me to try to carry that for you. And that's not going to work, you know, or it may not work in this right. way, you know, especially if you're conscious of it. Yeah. You know, I'm very aware of it. So those are challenging times. And like David, David's one of my favorite Bible characters. You know, there's like Jesus and then David. I, I love David. I love uh, one of the biggest things to your question earlier is mm-hmm. David always inquired of the Lord. That's like one of my favorite lines. You know, whenever he didn't know what to do, and even in the most, seem like he's a man of war. He's probably done many, you know, battles. He knows how to navigate and strategize, but yet he's still inquiring of the Lord, like, should we go down there? Should we go in this manner? Will we have the victory with this? Like very specific questions. And that to me just speaks of that closeness, that time alone with the Lord that he obviously had, even as a leader of, you know, his... uh his merry band of <laughs> warriors, he was still, I know I just think of like Robin, Robin Hood, <laughs> Robin Men in Tights. Yeah. I don't know why oh I think gosh. of that. Yeah, but but even though in the midst of war and battle strategy and there's there's generals he could be talking to that know a lot of things, he would go to the Lord and say, and that little verse, David inquired of the Lord. So I try to adopt that. Jeremiah inquired of the Lord. Lord, what would you have me do in this situation? How would you have me approach this? How would you have me think? How should I feel towards this? Because I may not even know how to feel. Yeah. I have mixed feelings about certain things. Yeah, that's so, it's so interesting because the, you know, the real tangible component of us speaking about our time alone with God mm-hmm. is like, how do you get there first? Sure. <laughs> like, how do you like go in, especially if you have either baggage or you have, like, you're just not in the mood. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, what do you do, Liz? What do you, how do you work with that? What do you do in your life for, for those times? When I don't, when I'm not in the, mood (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean really it's about surrender right it's about yielding because you you know when the lord is inviting you into something and 
Um, I used to resist that a lot more because it wasn't, you know, a convenient time or I didn't want, I wasn't ready for that. And now, you know, sometimes you just get to the point in your life where you're like, you're done saying no to the Lord. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, I don't want to say no to you anymore. Yeah. And so, um, that took me a while, <laughs> you know, like it, it does. I think that, um, going to the Lord when you have a need or when you're feeling broken or like those things, sometimes I think that's easier than making the time to be with him. Like when everything's good, yes. you know, or like you've had victory and you're feeling like successful and like, right. and then it's kind of like, sometimes I think that is harder, um, to be intentional. Um, at least that's how it's, you know, growing in my relationship with the Lord. It was like, man, when I needed him, I was like, I'm there, (laughs) I'm crying, you know, and it's like, and he's so great. And then things be going well and that kind of fell away. Mm. Um, But I think like the more that I've grown in relationship with him, now it's like, it doesn't really matter good, bad. Like I just need to be with him and I love to be with him. Well, I have a question then about that because that strikes a thought in my mind. Do you think a lot of people uh, relegate their time alone with God for when they have an issue? I think so. I and, think it's a pretty natural. Yeah, kind of a. Mm-hmm. I mean, we go to way. we go to God, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, it's interesting because both Jeremiah mentioned and you, and that is what well, Jeremiah mentioned. Hey, I go to him with my brokenness, but also my greatness. Mm-hmm. And that you know, for some people, that might sound real haughty or weird, but in reality, God made us who we are, mm-hmm. so He gets the glory no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, going, you know, it's interesting because a lot of it, I believe, has to do with our attitude toward either our brokenness or our greatness, mm-hmm. like what we think about that. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking when you mentioned that about, we were talking about King David and mm-hmm. his way of being, um, you know, he he wrote, you know, make me not rich. Mm-hmm. So, now, I'm sure he was a rich guy, sure. <laughs> so, <all right. laughs> you know, but I believe there's a lot more to that rich, uh, you know, yeah. because he was thinking in terms of his uh, wealth Sure. In himself, so right. make me not rich, so that you know, basically, I don't need you. Right, I right. Forget you, mm-hmm. and then make me not poor, so that I steal and take right. your name in vain. You know, so there's this. Ba- he he got he got that balance. And it's interesting. This is the guy going in and spending time alone with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what a what a tremendous you know uh, example to us mm-hmm. of yeah. how that's done. And so, um, like I said, we were discussing all this and, and uh, you know, I had a few things because of this, back to this Mount of Olives things yeah. where mm-hmm. Jesus, you know, he's he's drawn to the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives is where all sorts of stuff, crazy stuff happens, right? right? And at the foot of it, Bethany, you know, you have resurrections happening there. You have people pouring out, you know, oil and perfume on him that is way beyond, you know, what anybody would probably think about doing now because mm-hmm. of the cost. I mean, there's so much richness there about relationship mm-hmm. in this place, uh, this mount where all it, where oil comes, where his anointing, I like to say, comes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yet this place is so uh, strange in the Bible in so many ways. There's places in the Bible where it talks where this one thing, and I know this is a little more the deep end of the swimming pool when sure. it comes to, but there's a place in Zechariah where, you know, he's, God is, uh, you know, mentioning that he will come again. This is the place, but also there are places in the word where he, uh, where God actually says he's going to lift his presence off of Jerusalem, the city of God, and put it on the Mount of Olives, mm. which is a crazy. You know, in my mind, it was a 
crazy mental thing. It's like, wait, God, <laughs> you know, don't leave me. <laughs> don't sure. leave me there, you know. But what God give, had given me, and I want you to speak to this some, hmm. is that I believe the Mount of Olives has a significance about being time, having time alone with God, right. where it gives you from the Mount, and I know we've been to Israel, you know, you can see the old city, right? Mm -hmm. You can see mm -hmm. uh, uh, Jerusalem. It, you can see God's people right. and the people who aren't God's people are living in there too. You see the situation. And meanwhile, you've got this perspective from that Mount when you're spending time with him, right. I'm sure Jesus is looking over the city, talking with the Father also, not just mm -hmm. communing with the Father, yeah. but right. also communing and getting his heart toward the people. Yeah. Let me ask you, your time alone with God, what does that do in, with your relationship toward the people of God? Hmm. Does it does everything first of all? <laughs> yeah. But now, as you're explaining uh, or sharing uh -huh. what you're yeah. you're getting yeah. from the Lord on this, um, so I'm thinking about as you're saying that I'm thinking about Moses. Mm. You know how he he was with the people. The Lord was you know also with the people. Cloud by day, yes. pillar fire by night. But then there was this designated time where Moses met face to face with God in the tent of meeting. Yeah. So there's a specific place, a specific structure, if you will, that was also set up. And he met with the Lord there and they spoke plainly as a man speaks to another man or woman speaks to another man. <laughs> right. Um, so that to me is like, that, that kind of encapsulates, uh, you know, another place in scripture where that's happening. And then how that works for me personally, because, um, you know, for my family, that's one of the number one things I go to the Lord privately, face to face. How shall I be with my wife? How shall I you know, respond to my sons. Here's what I'm seeing my sons doing. You know, I could probably figure it out. I could probably go Google it, you know, look it up. I could read <laughs> five parenting books, right. you know, and come up with a solution. But for his personality, for the way that the Lord formed him and fastened him in the womb and the way he's being parented and, and, and trained right now at 13, there's something that he needs from you, Lord. So what is that? That's, that's in my time alone with him, that's what I ask him. And he's given me things to specifically do with that son. Where my, whereas for my other son, it may be something different or may not be anything yet. Um, for my marriage, same thing. Here's how you should respond to your wife in this scenario. Here's how. So it's translating to my family. And then now also as, you know, in, in ministry stuff and in worship leading and I mean, picking song sets that a lot of times comes out of that private time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. What do you want to sing over the people this weekend, Lord? Not, not like what song should I pick, but like what, do you, what are you saying over the people? What, do you, what is your heart towards the people this weekend? Where are the hearts of the people at? Because he knows. And then from there, start the kind of the beginnings of the decisions. Right. And then from out of that private time flows everything else that happens with everybody else. I do that with coaching calls. If I'm coaching men, on the phone, Lord, I pray about that person in private and, and wait for some instruction or something. He always is faithful to give something in some way, but that it always ex it, it explodes outward, right? From that private yeah, time. I love the way you've made extensions. this so tangible uh, for people, especially people listening to this, because we when we talk about time alone with God, it can be a very, it can seem very ethereal. Mm. You know, it's like this. Mm -hmm mystical, spiritual, spooky place that we enter into. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, you're bringing your life right. and the people in your life. And like I said, here you have this uh, 
more ethereal Jesus up on Mount of Olives looking at the at the at his people, if right. you will. But in reality, we get to go on that mount all the time yeah. in our tangible life because there are real things. There's our family and friends. There's people in our churches. There's people in the world that God puts on your heart that you you know you come into contact with maybe in business and uh, school and things. And those are those are real people that have uh, that you know God loves. And that we have to get his heart that's right. for them. Yeah. Like we that's the that's the thing I love about it. It's like we could, you know, we're fairly smart. <laughs> fairly. <laughs> but we could figure a lot of this out, right? You know, sure. if you've had four kids and like I have, you can like, oh yeah, kids, that's how that works. Mm-hmm. And you can relegate it to that rather than what about that person? God, and more important, God, what what's your heart toward them right now? Yeah. Because a lot of times we can just pigeonhole people. That's right. Forever, yeah. <laughs> like they're that's who they are. See, they did that once, and that's who they are. And that's easy to do. You know, you know, we we like to put people in the little box and yeah. keep them nice and clean. Yeah, it's there, the Polaroid. So it's us. the Polaroid life. <laughs> yes, yeah, and there's yeah. the picture of who you are. Got right. it. There, yeah. nothing's going to change that, ever. And meanwhile, right. we have this God who's yeah, yeah <laughs> shake out the bed. Hey, look at who you are. But <laughs> meanwhile, I have this God who uh, who he is unchanging. But he's always changing us, and yeah. I believe in those times of you know times with him alone, like magnificent changes happen, mm-hmm. ones that are mm-hmm. beyond. Liz, what do you think? You can talk about anything. <laughs> We're good with this here. We're just chatting here. <laughs> no, someone just asked me last night. I was teaching a class, and they were talking about shepherding people, and they're like, "How do you? What do you do when you're mm-hmm. just like you're working with someone, and they're just not getting it, and they're." They're just irritating you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you just, it's so difficult to walk with them. And you thought you were going to get further and you're not. And it's frustrating, you know? And they're like, what, what, you know, like, what tools do you use? And I was like, the only thing that works for me is to get with the Lord. Yeah. That, like, I've tried to, like, talk myself into things and, like, reason with myself and tell myself, oh, no, you don't really feel that way. And, you know, I'm like, none of that works. <laughs> none of it works. The only thing that works is getting with the Lord yeah. and asking him, okay, what, <laughs> this is why I said, why do you love this person? <laughs> <laughs> and what is it that yep. you see in them? And mm. help me to love them and help me to see them the way you do. Yeah. And, but when I do, when I, when I do get that glimpse of, when I see them the way he sees them and I see what he's put inside of them and I see why it is the way, you know, the things that he put in them that right now are not being used for the, what he designed for, but they will be. Once I get that picture mm-hmm. and that perspective, then I'm good. Yeah. After that. Well, I think, you know? <laughs> I think you're being a little too raw here. I think you need to clean this up and, and you know, sanitize know. it some so that, so that we can like all kind of go, oh yes, and yes, relate to it mentally. Right. And, yes. And then, oh, yes, I do the same thing. I love and, this. You know, <laughs> That's so funny. So you spend a lot of time talking to God about me, apparently. No. <laughs> Most of my Most time. Most of the time. Yes. It's like, I don't get that guy. That guy's out there in space all the you time. You are the dominant theme <laughs> yes. of my prayer life. Well, at least I motivate you into the presence of yes, God. Yes, there are some people that really propel me yes. into the, yes. my yeah. time with the Lord. What, yeah, what is, I'm curious, what, that, what does that look like for you, though, Pastor Bob? In like, terms of? Well, you were at, the question was yeah. your personal time time alone with God, how does that translate to leadership? You've been in leadership a long, long time. time. 
a long, long time. Too long. Yeah. And <laughs> so how, how does that look for you? Well, um, I think the most significant thing is, and something you've both touched on, is how we get God's heart toward the person. Because mm-hmm. like you were saying, it's so easy to bring your preconceived ideas to God and make them your, you know, your doctrine right. about people. And then uh, when I come away from those times when I've actually honestly gone before God and honestly, and I'm using that word intentionally, Mm -hmm. honestly brought to him and go, hey, you know, I didn't do like the religious thing, you know, like, you know, three Hail Marys and okay, we're good, God, you know, um, for for people or something I'm having, someone I'm having issues with or don't understand or leadership, how does that work? How do you deal with that in life? Because there's a lot of ins and outs and ups and downs that you face in that mm-hmm. in that in those issues. Um, I really believe that uh, the most significant thing I get is God's heart and grace mm-hmm. toward that person. Yeah. And what it, what I come away with most of the time in those times is like, wow, you had a lot of grace on me. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was forgiven much. Mm-hmm. I should love much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it. Then you can actually love somebody. I didn't say you have to like them. Sure. <laughs> I didn't I hate right. to be that, but it's true. But you can love them and you can grow in love toward the person. Yes. Even if they annoy you. Oh, yeah. You know, but that's reality because, by the way, you come out with that. But the reality in time alone with God is you're going to go in with that. You're going to actually be going, oh, knocking that thing around. <laughs> you're going to actually bring into God that baggage, mm-hmm. right? That, sure. that uh, you know, unbelief about somebody, you know, that relegating them to, you know, that's who they are, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, oh, well, how about you're fed up with them? Mm-hmm. Like, this is the eight millionth time right. that I've done, you know, God, we're dealing with this, and God's like, yeah. oh, good, I'm, you're, you're just getting started because I'm dealing with like nine million of you. Right, <laughs> and exactly. So, you know, there, it gives you a reality, a taste of reality, perspective, right. uh, for me at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, you, and I don't want it to be ethereal, but you come away with the wisdom of God right. also, mm-hmm. which um, I'm one of these people, I can be kind of impulsive, I know you haven't <laughs> never experienced. Again, that's why you're the topic <laughs> you know, of prayer for her. Yes, but, <laughs> where um, is he going to go today? But to con- yes, where we are, are we going today? <laughs> but um, but also, I come out of those times with a settling. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like it's I'm now I'm settled, and I'm not going to be impulsive and right. just because I don't know if you noticed, but sometimes our impulse gets us in trouble. Just sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, God, it can. Uh, he wants to light a fire into us and get us, you know, engaged and not just excited, mm-hmm. but enthusiastic about things. But he also wants us to have, you know, be settled, be sober, right. be conscious of people to un- and have his wisdom that it's, it is pure. Yeah. It is easy to be entreated. It, it has like an effect that um, heals. Yeah. And, in leadership, oh boy, and that's a that's a whole another podcast. We're going to talk about that, sure. but the but uh, in leadership, it's essential. You, I don't believe you can lead without time with him. If no. you do, you lead in the flesh. Yeah, sure, you don't lead well. That's mm. for sure. 
Are you telling me? No. <laughs> People don't lead well. When they... <laughs> I received that. Not, not any certain individual that, uh, in this yeah. room. <laughs> Did you have to wait for a podcast to tell me this? All right. Another thing I was going to say too about time with the Lord, it's, you know, obviously there's the working in our own hearts, right? Where we're coming, it's like, you know, the, the washboard sometimes right. you're just like, you're yeah. getting cleaned up and you're getting re- recalibrated. It's good. Um, and then there's a dealing with our issues with people and getting God's heart for them. But the other thing that I think is so wonderful about the time with the Lord is that we get um, vision. Yeah. Right. You get mm-hmm. um, you get future looking things. And like I said um, in our previous one, like I always realize I'm thinking too small. Mm-hmm. He wants to expand out. Like you're just trying to deal with this issue. Let's look at the big picture here. But let me give you blueprints for things. Let me give right. you ideas for right. things. Let's mm-hmm. like, where is this? You know, I oversee the worship ministry. Okay, that's the place where I'm like, okay, this is the next place we need to go. This is what we need to push into. This is what God has for us. And right. it's out there. We don't know all the details of how we're going to get there, but we're going there. Right. You know, so for me, it's like this place of inspiration yes. and where um, we get to dream together. Mm. You know, yeah. like God shares his dreams yeah. with us. Yeah. And sometimes that's actually literal dreams, <laughs> but sometimes right. it's just where he puts in he puts in you his vision mm-hmm. for things, and it's always so much bigger. And I'm a I'm a pretty big thinker, like I you know mm-hmm. I love right. grand ideas, right. but it's you know he's always like no that's too small like mm. it's too small and here's the greatness of what I have to bring you into and people in my church into, right. and here's how here's some steps of how to get there. Right. Do you think that um, that can be a reason why people um, are reluctant to spend that time with God also because they're afraid of what greatness he might be exposing them to in their own life, like who they really are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And in that, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. if you come in, go, you know, every time I go before him and get serious, he starts to explode this picture that I cannot, uh, you know, I, I don't see me that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just right. don't see, see me that way. Is that something that would keep me from him? Next time? It's a yeah, hard question I, to that, throw yeah. on you here, huh? Yeah. For me, no, because I'm I'm more like Liz, like that vision, I, I thrive off of vision. Right. If I don't have vision, then it's kind of like, what are we doing here? You know, I, I need to know, and not end game per se, but just like I need to know the vastness, like where, how far, how wide. Okay, great. What's our plan to get there? Great. Like I like it mapped out. Um, some of that is in my personal, like, time like i try to designate like the first moments of the day with the lord um but then throughout the day there's like these moments of vision mm-hmm. right you talked about being calibrated i love that word like getting calibrated and aligned with him first thing out of the, like right out of bed i roll over and i'm on the floor and that's that's where time alone with god starts yeah. um and then from there there are moments through the day because i know i've calibrated with him that mm-hmm. there are other things will show up and i see them yeah i love that yeah well, we got a lot of work here. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much to discuss in this area too. And I, you know, I want to con- continue talking about it. Um, and I want to talk about um, personally how it feels to you and the kinds of things you get when you come out of there. Um, but I also want to uh, start exploring some other things scripturally that um, uh, highlighted to me in this process. So one of those things is actually something out of the prophets, and we've discussed before our podcast, and that is uh, there 
there is like an idol worship. I, I mentioned mm-hmm. how talking about the Mount of Olives, time alone with God, there was a um, uh, idol worship that was happening in Jerusalem, would actually happened pretty regularly there for sure. like their whole history. <laughs> and it compelled God to move his his glory, his presence mm-hmm. out of there to the Mount of Olives. Now, so now it's interesting to me because, um, and I, I don't want to sound too theoretical or theological about it, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the reality is that God's presence has no place uh, for our idols. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can bring our stuff to him. And matter sure. of fact, I, I mentioned this a little earlier. I think sometimes we relegate our time of going before God to, th- you know, we got these problems. It's like mm-hmm. we bring the sins in, right? And we go sins. And so the, it becomes an altar of, you know, sin mm-hmm. rather than uh, an altar of worship and praise and an altar of uh experiencing the glory sure. of God. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But it's interesting to me because God, he does not tolerate idols, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I believe when we do time alone with God, he exposes those idols in our lives, sure. which are really mm-hmm. crazy. He mm-hmm. just won't, he's like, no, they don't, be, they can't be here with me. So I'm going to show you why. I'm going right. to show you who, how they are, your attitude toward mm-hmm. them, all of those things. And I wonder if some people, that's one of those things. Like I said, today I felt like I wanted to just help people yeah. you know, tangibly go in and not be afraid to go in, yeah. you know, yeah. and just tangibly, tangibly be able to go in with the stuff that's in their life and understand how God looks at it. Yes, he won't tolerate an idol, okay? Mm-hmm. But he also won't just abandon you in that process. He's going to work with you if you have a heart toward them. And to go before him without always the like, I hear all my sins, Mm. you know, because Mm -hmm. I think it positions you to go in, be cleansed, which is all great stuff, right? It's Mm -hmm. all biblical, but like just relegate it to that. Oh, good. I feel better now. Yeah. I'm out of here. Right. Right. And you never get to the heart of God. Well, you Mm. never get to the good stuff, right? (laughs) If it's just about like, I got to go in there to get cleaned up and get beat up a little bit and then like, you know, feel bad, get clean and then leave. It's like, you never actually like, that's the, that's the beginning stage. It's like, and then after that is like the great part of like communing and sharing hearts and like loving together, you know, like like you're just, you're just going through. The dreaming together. I love that. Oh my God. I'm getting a picture of like a Jesus car wash. You like pull into the car wash and he hops in the passenger seat and he's like, let's just, let's just roll for a moment. And you're like, yeah, I know everything's all messed up. And he's like, just, just let the process, just get to the end of the tunnel where there's the wind and it'll clean you all up. Yes. Right. Yeah. And instead of being like, all right, now the car is clean. Let's go for a ride. You're like, right. oh, clean. Bye Jesus. Bye, Jesus. Get out of the Thanks. car. <laughs> Throw him a tip and take off. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. You don't want to leave back in the car wash. It's a really bad place for Jesus. Nah. No, I was getting another picture too of like, you know, the intimate time with the Lord. It's like if I'm outside or my kids are outside and we're doing uh-huh. landscaping and we're working with manure and mm-hmm. doing whatever we need to do for plants yeah. and stuff. And we come inside. Imagine trying to come in and just like sit down on the couch right next mm-hmm. to my wife. And she's just like, uh, you need to, you know, like do something about that. But if I'm not, if I'm still focused on just, you know, all of my mess right. and I'm just I, I'm not. I'm not conscientious of anything else. Like it's a holy. He's a holy God. Like I need to. I need to have some reverence for him. Yeah. So yeah, I need to approach him with, you know, humility. You know, Lord, forgive me. I I've got all this mess on me. And he's like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Come on, let's 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 talk. 
we were in relationship still, right. right? Our relationship hasn't been broken. We're still in relationship, but you do need to clean yourself. And I'll help you with that. Right. And then I do this with my sons. It's the same thing. You know, there's a, there's a breakdown <laughs> in communication with, yeah. with, with, the, with my wife or with mm -hmm. me or, or with something they're dealing with. And, and it's, it's come to the table, basically. It's like open arms, come to the table, let's talk. Yeah. Right, we'll sort it out. I'm still your father. I love you. You're fine. We're going to be good. Okay, let's work it out now. Then you got to open up and you got to share your heart and then you got to be willing to lay it down. I mean, that's the big exchange. I think that's the biggest thing that, that prevents people from coming. You know, you were talking about things that prevent yeah. people from actually having that time. Obviously, there's distractions. There's things that we feel are more important. You know, I fall in that category all the time. If I'm not getting up mm -hmm. and rolling over uh, right out of bed onto my knees before the Lord, if I'm not doing that, it, it means that I got up and I'm immediately doing a task list. Like I rolled over onto the task list and I'm running out the door because I'm late for something and then off goes the day and it's just this, 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 this right. total right. reactive, you know, reaction mode and probably don't hear the Lord as well on those days, probably deviate a little bit more, not as aligned, not as calibrated, but those days where that does start that way, things get off much cleaner. There's that peace. There's that, there's almost strategy too. Like Liz was talking about that a moment ago with, with like vision. But yeah, it's it's very different. So I do the same thing with my boys too. It's like, hey, let's sit down. Let's, let's let's just talk. I'll give you a moment to just let it all calm down. Let's talk through it. And then I also reassure them like, you're going to need to work through this, right? Like this isn't going to disappear today. Like I don't expect your perfect attitude to right. show up tomorrow and never have to deal with this again. This is going to continually happen. So here's how we attack it. And that's what I feel like I get from the Lord too, is that strategy. Like, hey, next time you're challenged with taking offense or feeling like you were overlooked for something or feeling like people aren't listening to you or whatever it may be, the Lord goes, here's how we're gonna deal with that. We are gonna deal with right. that, not just you. You're but not alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have a question, uh, it's a hard question for you, Liz, put you on the spot right here. Okay. You know, oh, that goes, again. What else again, is new? <laughs> <laughs> we double team you. And, but, um, has there ever been anything in your time alone with God mm -hmm. that when you came out of that time, it changed your life? Like it changed uh, specifically direction, uh, purpose. And I know generally God adds uh, things to us along the way. Mm -hmm. But or, or, can you remember a, a, like a serious significant time that just like it's just you did this, <laughs> you know, kind of an about face or had such a profound impact on you? Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think. I don't, I guess I'd say I don't normally have times that are like everything in my life changes, you know, from the Lord's very progressive with me mm -hmm. a lot, a lot of, mm -hmm. a lot of times. But mm -hmm. I do remember there was this one time that I, um, I actually was fasting at that time and was just like, you know, wanted to, I didn't even know, I was like the beginning of the year or something. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to fast and just mm -hmm. seek the Lord for what he has for my life. I didn't have anything specific in mind, you know? Yeah. And I remember this, I had time with him. I was just talking to him. And then out of the blue, like he revealed this um, mindset that I had. Mm -hmm. And it was actually about um, loss because, well, like my um, father was, was killed when I was very, oh, I was like six months old. Yeah. And so, um, because of that. And I, this was not like a conscious thing. Mm -hmm. And this is what he revealed it to me in this one instance. He's like, wow. because that happened, 
you believe that your life is rooted in loss. And like that affects like every, like every Mm. time you, um, like everything you expect is for me to take things away from you. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And I had no idea. Like it wasn't like a conscious thought pattern I had necessarily. You didn't voice it to everybody around you. I didn't even know it was, it was there. And it was like, it was so built Mm. into my, um, just the way I looked at life and the way I looked at the Lord. And the weird thing is like, I was totally, I was actually totally good with it. I was like, all right, Lord, like you're going to take things away from me, but I love you enough. Mm. Like, I love you so much. It's like, I'll give it up. (laughs) And I didn't even know it was there. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, That that was a very distinct time mm. because, like I said, I was not consciously aware that was there, and he was so good to reveal it. Yeah. And like from that moment on, like everything changed. Mm. Wow! Like everything, like the way I looked at life, the way I looked at my family, the way I looked at the Lord, like what I expected mm. for my future. Wow! So yeah, that you know that That's might a, count a little bit. That counts a little. <laughs> what a uh, work. what an intense yeah. wow intense way to you know experience the lord like everyone can experience that yeah but he looks into things mm-hmm. that we don't even have knowledge i was thinking when you're saying right? that i was thinking there's probably a ton of people that go find psychologists psychiatrists um counselors mm-hmm. of all sorts which are all fine you know mm-hmm. in their perspective fields uh to solve issues they know about mm. and here was one that was not known Mm-hmm. Right. It had an effect on you. Yeah. You know, it, it'd be like finding uh, cancer in somebody that didn't know they had cancer. Right. Right. It's having right. an effect, but right. nobody knows. Right. They don't know. And all of a sudden, God's like, He reaches in and says, Let me operate on that and mm-hmm. take that out. Mm-hmm. Or let me explain to you, like, this is the effect it's having on your life. Right. Like, you know, which is crazy. So, mm-hmm. God at that mm-hmm. level, so I, you know, I, I, like I want to talk to people that are listening to this yeah. because. Mm-hmm. This is such a, uh, the intensity of this, it, what we're calling people to, what God is wooing you to, is this intimate place with him. Um, it has so many unknown, unseen benefits that come right. with it. Mm-hmm. Beyond right. what you could imagine. Mm-hmm. It's just, but you have to wait. You yeah. have to wait right. a little bit. You can't, it just can't, it can't be going, I checked my list and we're done. Mm-hmm. You just have to be with him. And sometimes we want to do instead mm-hmm. of just be with mm-hmm. him, which is a weird thing. It's part of, a, I think, especially here in America, it's very much part of our society. It's like, right. I got things to do, people to go, you know, see, right. places mm-hmm. to go. And, and there's nothing inherently wrong with that on its surface. God is a God of action. He wants us to do stuff. He wants right. us to accomplish things. He wants us to, you know, experience things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he wants us to take time to ex- to actually experience the invisible God. Right. Yeah. And during those times, he becomes a lot more visible. Mm-hmm. He becomes tangible yeah. to us. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. For, I, mean, like, uh, I don't know. Jeremiah, I don't know if you have anything to add, but that's I, a tough one. I, so I was, uh, I, there was two moments in particular, but mm-hmm. the one that probably is the most dominant was, um, so when I was 18, I kind of struck out on my own and started my own design business. It yeah. did good for six months and then I had no work and things just kind of flopped. And that's the backstory. So I had this kind of, uh, I, I was conscious about it, but then I was kind of not conscious about it. 
I had known that I had had this business failure, right? And then um, fast forward 10 years, you know, wife, kids, house, like massive more responsibilities than when I was 18. And uh, there was a decision I had gotten let go from a company. It's the first time I'd ever let got go, you know, let, been let go of a company. And I trust the Lord. I mean, I, I say that, I proclaim that, I know he's the provider. Like it's, it's you know, things that we grow up yeah. doing and being around Christianity, you're like, oh yeah, God's our provider. You sing songs about it, you worship about it, you jump up and down about it. And then reality hit and I didn't have a job. And I was going, what am I gonna do, right? And, and so I'm praying about this for a week. And like you said, it, like, it wasn't the first day I didn't get an answer. It wasn't the second day I got an answer. It was more around day six, seven, eight. And the Lord finally revealed to me, he's like, do you believe, like he asked me this question in prayer, you know, I just get the thought. Uh, I didn't hear it audibly, but do you believe that I'm the provider? It just kind of felt like Peter saying, hey, do you love me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, of course I believe you're the provider. And he goes, do you believe that I will provide for you? Yes, yes, Lord, of course. Okay, so why are, are why are you being driven by fear right now? And I was like, oh, I'm afraid. I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. I was afraid, like I was, like I don't consider myself a fearful person. There's not a whole lot of things that scare me, but I was fearful in my heart of failing again mm-hmm. because I had just been let go from a job and there were no job openings. I was thinking maybe I should go back into business for myself and start freelancing again. But then that, that fear was right there. Yeah. Like you're going to fail again. Now the failure is going to be that much greater because you have a family, several kids and a wife and yeah. mortgages and car payments. And like, how's that going to feel when you hit the ground? You know, when you land on your face on that one, that's, that's, that's what was coming in. And so when the Lord finally revealed that to me in that quiet time with him, I, it was a breaking moment. I mean, I, went, I fully got delivered from a spirit yeah. of fear. And I was weeping before the Lord on the ground and just, you know, it got, it got released mm-hmm. yeah. out of my life. Mm-hmm. But from that moment on, understanding who he is as provider is a completely different, I had a personal revelation of who he is mm-hmm. in that moment now. Mm-hmm. You know, so now come come anything, you know, lost the job, don't have a job. I mean, I went through a transition about four years ago with careers and I completely changed careers, mm-hmm. started rebuilding a new career. And as I began that process, it was like, ah, remember, he's the provider. So even though you're not seeing numbers the same as you did before, or even though you, you're not as successful as you were before, you're like planning a brand new field here, there is nothing to harvest yet, mm-hmm. but yet you know he's gonna bring a harvest. And so I could revert back to that time and stand on that. And that was, that's what, you know, it just continues to get built upon, of course. But that all came out of that, that alone time with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, I, I know thinking about talk, you know, both of you sharing your, you know, experiences and those are deep things. I can, I was reminded, you know, of times when, I want to uh, be fully transparent. There were times when I had a really small estimation of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I mm-hmm. you know I just didn't think he was all that big and all that capable. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, yeah. it's kind true. of it's, it's yep. sad, right, <laughs> in some ways, but it's true. I think we, maybe we, I don't know, I want to put that on anybody else. That was Bob. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and in my time alone with him, he, re, he started to reveal how big he really is 
which was really strange because now I'd come out of those times with a different vision of him, yeah. right. you know, cause I was limiting him, I believe in those times to my capabilities, yeah, mm-hmm. my vision, my abilities, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, God's like, you know, and I wasn't spending enough time, quality time with him mm-hmm. to give him the opportunity to go, hey, you know, there's a little bit more than what you see of me. Right. And then uh, then that's really there. Now, we all can talk about God, you know, and go, oh, yeah, he's great. He fills the heavens. The heavens can't contain him. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we get that, right? We got the we got the ch- the churchy religious side of that, right? right? The, right. You know, and it's scriptural too. I get that, but we relegate it to that. And those times hearing you talk, I was like, and I remember like a specific time like that, and I was like, wow, like I was yeah. awed by the fact that how big he was, and I realized how uh, much I didn't trust him in things, and how much I, and mm-hmm. and honestly, <laughs> I still. You know, I, when I go in and I spend enough time with him, he reveals those areas. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't really, you don't really get it. Like, right. I got everything going here, right. <laughs> and and, uh, and so we, I think we get a new, bigger revelation of him during those times. Yes. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's very personal. It deals with stuff in our heart and our faith and our doubts mm-hmm. it's really strange mm-hmm. and it's like it takes sometimes like your car wash thing it's yeah. like, <laughs> it takes a little time to get to, you know so you don't come in going oh god these are the things right <laughs> you know, it's like i know you're there somewhere right. you know where we just like oh, okay mm-hmm. yeah i guess you knew all that <laughs> I suppose, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then more important, he reveals the thoughts and the yeah. intents of our heart. Yeah, he get those are those are kind of nice scriptures. They're very religiously, but the reality of that happens in time alone with God. That's right. It does not happen just like oh, you're walking along and no, it, it, at that level, oh, you get some of that, obviously. Sure. We're God people, we talk about God, we think about God, we talk to him, right? But in time alone with him, mm-hmm. that's when he like, everything gets peeled back and he goes, yeah, mm-hmm. you know? And then you're like, oh. And then when you get, when you grasp how really big he is, how amazing, um, right you know, you start to repent from some of the stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, you're, yeah. you repent from not believing. Yes. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. it's just simple as that, it's right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not, it's not like you repent, you know, yeah, you could be repenting from a sin too or things, but guess what? Not believing is like a really big sin. In the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You yeah. know? And so I don't know. Yeah. yeah it's, so <laughs> I had um, another question for you guys. I have a list of questions here, Great. but it's, yeah. you know, it's questions it's for you guys. Cause I'm thinking about Love this stuff, like, where are we at with this? Um, did you ever come out of your time alone with God and actually, or I'm sure you have, but uh, can you give a specific example of sometime when you came out of your time alone with God and acted on it? Like immediately you felt, uh, more than that, you felt compelled during that time to go out and act on something, do something. That's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, I'll yeah. share, this was actually a very a recent one. Um, I was spending time with the Lord um, that we were going to have a worship night. The youth were having a worship night, which was awesome. Um, and I was just attending. And I was just spending time with him, just praying and praying for them and praying for the night and the people that were coming. 
And he started to speak to me about that night and what he wanted to do there. And um, he <laughs> reminded me that because there was a baptism scheduled for the church the next day. Right. And he's like, you know, there's a tank full of water there and there's a bunch of young people coming and I want them to consecrate themselves to me. Like I'm calling them to a deeper level of commitment. And I was like, I'm not in charge of this thing. I don't, <laughs> you know, right. I'm not having anything to do with it. I'm just going. Um, but of course, you know, when he tells you something, it's like he won't. He doesn't leave you alone, at least with me. And I was like, oh, he's like, you got to bring towels and bring shirts. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I get there and I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm <laughs> like, supposed to do here. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went over and talked to Pastor Celine and she, uh, she gives me this look like, oh, what's up? What's up? You yeah. know? And I'm like, this is what I'm spending time with the Lord and this is what he said. You said and, to do laundry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so she um, was like, okay, well, you know, that's what the Lord wants to do. And then. So we ended up doing like 20 young people got yeah. baptized that yeah. night. And it was like, that. that's just a very recent of a very specific instruction. Right. And then that ended up coming to fruition. It's yeah. kind of funny too, because <laughs> when you've heard from the Lord like that, yeah. and then you start to act on it. Uh, now, Pastor Celine, she's very much like, she, she'll go into things that most people would think of a little crazy sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. that, you know, if you walked in and I was there, I would have like, what are you doing? No, no, we're not baptizing. <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, you're not baptizing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was so funny. The backstory to that is I was at a intercessory prayer meeting that night mm. and at the prayer meeting, one of the, our deacons in our church comes up to me and goes, I just got this text about, we need towels at the kids gathering and immediately what came i said i said to him i said liz jones <laughs> that was my first word out of his mouth. oh my god like, liz jones there's something afoot mm -hmm. there's something <laughs> like, happening there's some god thing and it could involve it probably involves water right. <laughs> and so and he started laughing he's like really i go yeah i'm positive yeah. <laughs> actually so Confirmed. yeah it's interesting but yeah it's it's good where you have um, leadership that is um, um, open yes. to that because yeah. that's not always acceptable in mm -hmm. a lot of places. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we just, you just all of a sudden, I, I heard from God and they're like, good, keep it, <laughs> yeah. you know, right. and you don't act on it. Mm -hmm. And um, and kind of playing off that same question, are there areas, uh, Jeroboam, like in your, and I know you mentioned this a little bit earlier mm -hmm. about like uh, your worship ministry, but yeah. are there areas in your ministry where you come out, um, you know, and it affects your ministry, like has a profoundly intense effect on your ministry, whereas, you know, maybe God's bring, giving you something to do mm -hmm. or all of a sudden you see a different kind of uh, anointing on your ministry because of that time, like the, yes. attribute it to that time and not just, oh, you know, I, I read another book on how to be a good songwriter, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> sure. which are good things to do, I suppose, but that's not always the thing that, that does, you know, it's obviously yeah. God's anointing, but yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and quick tip, the number one way to develop your worship leading or your, uh -huh. you know, leading in general is that time alone with God. That's where that all is cultivated. And, yeah. and so, yes, specifically, it's funny. I was actually thinking about worship team. There was one morning where mm. I woke up and uh, the, there was a melody immediately on my mind. And it was a song that we haven't sung in 
forever. And typically we don't just kind of do songs that we haven't done because <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of moving parts with the worship team and you don't want to yeah. throw that all off on a sound check, you know, yeah. an hour before church. Um, but I, the Lord was like, we need to sing this today because there's something yeah. I want to do with the people, but you got to sing yeah. that over them. It's kind of like, that's my declaration over the people today. It wasn't a song I even thought of. It wasn't a song I've heard in 15 years. Okay, cool. Figure out how to weave that in. And then he gave me the other three songs that it, it would pair with. And then that was the set. And then once we got to, you know, worship team, our sound check, I, I shared the songs, shared the quick intent. Like I didn't go into the big story of like, the Lord showed me, woke me up this morning right. and gave me that, you know, a lot of that is not unnecessary. It was just like, hey, I just feel the Lord leading us mm. in this direction. And he showed me this song. I know we haven't sang it in a long time, but I'd like to put it here and here. Mm -hmm. Does that work okay for everybody? And they go, yeah, cool, yeah. great. And then when we landed there, mm. we didn't get off of that song. We stayed in that chorus progression and the Lord just moved. And there was, there was prophetic words and people came to the front and the Lord orchestrated it. Right. You know, as a song leader, you, a lot of times you think you're leading and making that happen. It's quite the opposite, actually. I, I yield. What do you want to do, Lord? What are your songs you want to sing over the people? And then when we get in there, I help organize and just kind of push things forward. But once worship starts, it's, it's a wait. It's where is he, where is he taking us? Where is he going? Yeah. You know, and if he doesn't answer, then we have a plan, but but yeah, and he what, fully let me ask led you about that. that. If you remember, what was the song? <sighs> I'll need <laughs> a minute. Hard. It's I have it in the back of my mind, oh, okay. but I just can't remember the lyrics right now. It's like now. an older song. It was so an it older song, yeah. yeah. And it was just the chorus. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Well, if you remember it, like, sing out a yeah. few bars. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting to me, that kind of thing. But I, I didn't mean to put yeah. it on the No, spot. it's okay. Like, I'll dig. Like, I'll see if it uh, comes back to If you remember, even after the podcast, yeah. we can Well, so that's the thing. Just like with prophetic things, yeah. a lot of times when the Lord shows you, you're like, yeah. wow, that's awesome. We did it. And then you're like, what did he have you do? And you're like, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. What was exactly the word you spoke over did. those 15 people? I don't remember any of them. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. gosh. And it, it, does that happen with your ministry also? Like in, um, you know, not at all ever. <laughs> now, I know that, you know, obviously Liz is, a, a, you know, our chief worship leader mm -hmm. around here. The chief. chief. The chief. <laughs> uh, uh, but also uh, a, the director in our school, a teacher, and has, you know, so many other things that you you do. Um, can you give us an example of one of those times that, that came out of there? And, like, how does it affect the way you teach? Um, I have, I have to, I have to have that time with Lord where I receive revelation from him. That's fresh. Otherwise, yeah. mm -hmm. um, my teaching is boring. <laughs> <laughs> You're bored by your own teaching. Yeah. I'm like, I if I am bored happens. teaching this, they are definitely bored listening to this. <laughs> so it's for me, even if it's, more. I mean, it's something that I've taught, you know, 20 times every time I'm like, where's the fresh breath in this? Because yeah. that's mm -hmm. what, that's what inspires right, right. that's yeah. what they need yeah so. i remember uh years ago i was teaching a, a, a leadership group and uh i was getting ready and i had a whole you know thing all ready and got you know i was spending just time with god just talking to him like this and he's like yeah so tonight you're not going to teach on that uh you're going to teach on fears frustrations <laughs> <laughs> you know and failures yeah, yeah. and i well you know because you've been in some of those groups sure. and that, that's all he gave me. So the, the notes I brought that night had those three words written out there on top. I went, I don't know where this is going, <laughs> but it's kind of, it's bled its way into lots of things. And I, you know, but just from that simple little instruction, 
Yeah. So I don't want to. Um, I don't want to end our podcast without um, really rehearsing with people the simplicity yeah. of just coming before Him mm-hmm. and just spending time with Him. And it, you know, we've talked about a lot of things, and we could go on for a long mm-hmm. time about a lot more of this. I know, but um, God's—he's really is drawing you. He's drawing you to someplace with Him, an intimate place. Uh, and we're not sharing our stuff like it's something really, really uh, unique and special, but it is special to us. It's special to our hearts because of our relationship with him. But it's absolutely something you can have and you can partake in on a regular basis. And I feel it from Holy Spirit that, you know, God's talking to someone out there about that and about, you know, bringing yourself to that place. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you... If you run into that place and you find yourself with God, God's, you know, I'd like to hear about it sometimes. I don't know. People have an opportunity to contact us uh, at spiritschoolofministry.com and just let us know. Like, yeah. because this, we're doing this not for us, but for you and for us. Because <laughs> we, you know what? When you rehearse these things, mm-hmm. it just brings, you know, you saw what it, how it affected Liz and. Jeremiah, myself, and it's just like, it's real, it's tangible. And so we want to thank you for joining us and we hope that we blessed you in some way. And um, we pray that, you know, you really will find Jesus in your time alone with him. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, go to spiritschoolofministry.com.